Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a live episode of the BPD Bunch Brunch, where we get together with our favorite brunchy beverages to catch up, play games, and talk about all things BPD. I'm your host, Danny, and today I am here with Karis. Where in the world are you coming from? Oh, gosh. Sometimes I just, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) For right now, I'll say that I am in uh, uh, Ontario, Canada. I'm just outside Toronto. I'm in a, a city um, that like is in what we would call the greater Toronto area. Awesome. I'm coming from Albuquerque in New Mexico in the in the US. And uh, Karis, what's your brunchy beverage for today? Um, so I decided in a panic because I had no brunchy beverage that um, I was like, I'm going to whip one up. So I grabbed some slightly freezer burnt mangoes (laughs) and (laughs) went for uh, like a couple handfuls of ice and went for the um, like oat milk beverage that I use and it was completely gone. And so I had a quick panic and I grabbed a can of coconut milk from the cupboard and dumped uh-huh. that in. Um, but the balance is off. So it's kind of like, it's like mango yogurt. Like there's just oh. like a mango. It's not as mangoey as I would prefer. But, gotcha. um, <laughs> but really, but really it, it ain't bad. There, there was zero planning that went into it. It was just 100% scrambled execution. And I think I ended up on the positive side of the scale. So I'd say it's probably like a 7 out of 10, which which I'm, I'm good with. So this is my yeah. mango, mango smoothie. I am <laughs> double fisting um, holiday beverages. I have coffee with uh, lactose-free eggnog. And then uh, I discovered at the grocery store, there's a bunch of like mocktails. uh, And so I got a mocktail version of rosé. It really just kind of tastes like, like juice, but it is juice. So (laughs) I guess it tastes like what it is. So that's fine. Right. Cause like alcohol free wine is grape juice. Yeah, pretty much. So (laughs) So that was, that was a success. All right. Well, Today, we are going to play a wheel, what we're calling a Wheel of Fortune game. Um, I'm going to share my screen and get the Wheel of Fortune. Hey, so we are going to be playing a Wheel of Fortune holiday game where we're basically going to spin this wheel and when it lands on something, we're going to talk about that. And for those of you in our audience, if you have a thought that comes up when we land on something, feel free to leave a comment in the chat with your answer. So without further ado, 
Let's spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel. Comparing self to others. We're just diving right on into that. Okay. <laughs> so comparing self to others. I so guess there's a lot like, of different, there's a lot of different ways. It could be like, like when you're a kid, there's like, ooh, there's, if especially if you celebrate a holiday where you get gifts, right? There could be like that kind of comparison. But then there's oh also my like- God. Okay, I have, I can address that. that oh, you was, can? Okay. Oh my gosh, that was huge for me. So yeah. there's so many layers. So, um, also recently, um, I know I've told you, Zanny, I've been um, pu pretty public on my personal profile, but um, this will be the first time I'm mentioning it here with the BPD Bunch, that um, I've discovered that I'm autistic and a whole lot of my life makes a whole lot more sense now. And um, <laughs> so um, I'm looking kind of back at a lot of these holiday experiences from my childhood now through a different lens um, and with a different perspective, allowing, uh, giving myself and my family a lot more grace mm -hmm. for things that I didn't understand before. And now I understand the motivation behind it and it makes more sense and it feels um it was some things were still traumatic to me, but that's because I had a, a misperception of how things were. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew that I was having a misperception. And so they weren't able to address it because I hit it so well, because yeah. I was so afraid of it showing. So it's like I'm able to look back at a lot of these things that I misunderstood for so long and now I'm able mm -hmm. to look at it and understand it better. So it's, I would say that like just overall going for diagnostic clarification, if that's something that anybody's interested in, I would suggest it like, cause what's the point in, you know, Hey, I'm 45 years old right now. What's the point in going for like a, an actual autism diagnosis? Oh, Hey, shoot all kinds of things. <laughs> like it can protect me in the workplace uh, from bullying and harassment. Like it can, um, you know, it can go for all these, all kinds of different things, you know? So, um, so how does that at, like sidebar? I know. Sorry. I just kind of, yeah, no, oh, you're great. Like, so... Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm thinking, um, like specifically there was this one year, my grandparents always, and I only had one set of grandparents, um, as a child, my other set passed away when I was very young. I don't have, um, any memories of them. So I only have one set of grandparents and they were always very careful to make sure that all of our gifts were equal between the grandchildren. There were only three of us. So one year, um, my grandfather made uh, a Victorian dollhouse for my uh, cousin um, made a country store dollhouse for me and made a, like a hidden trap door made out of like plywood kind of like rough and tumble castle for my other cousin. Mm -hmm. 
and like thinking in their heads that like the the one who's older gets the fancier more ornate one because it will probably be played less hard with Mm -hmm. the one who's younger gets the playable one um with more interesting things like shopkeeper and you know those kind of things um and the boy gets the one that like he can like play rough with Mm -hmm. but like the message it sends to the kids is this is the favorite one who gets all the fancy stuff Mm. so it was like oh this cousin got the fancy house like they must be the one that's more loved than the rest of us (laughs) right 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 and then like I get the like corner store with the like foamy wire posable arm legs and I'm looking at this like beautiful Victorian ball gown like figurines and all this stuff and I'm like but come on like I want to play with that like not realizing that they were making practical choices the gifts right and then my cousin like the boy he got this like I mean it looked like in comparison to how much effort and work went into building each and every one which my grandparents did build each and everything like it was insane the amount of work that went into them it was just beautiful but when you looked at what he got the amount of time it never went into it it was like yeah I think maybe grandpa like made it in a week yeah. <laughs> you know and like <laughs> yeah and like he grew up with that you know like kind of in the back of his head so it's like the comparing yourself to others I think as we as we grow up and if when we have the opportunity to kind of look back with more perspective and we're able to see like some of the things that fed those jealousies that even went into like our teens yeah. and early teens. like really well, it, it was over nothing yeah it was practical gift choice well you're talking about the practicality right and that's it makes me think of like I think it's so funny because I think I had moments like that too where you know some of I didn't live where any of my grandparents were like my parents and I and my brother would have to fly to visit people for the holidays right and so like when they buy us gifts they're thinking about like what we can bring back home easily but I'm not thinking about that right so like sometimes some of my cousins who live like in the same area would get bigger things and I would think oh my gosh like they're they did better than me like they're more special than I am and and it's Mm -hmm. even though like the adults are thinking about it from a practicality perspective I was like I have done something wrong grandma doesn't Um, like me as much as she likes my cousins it's not fair like no grandma probably spent more money on you in reality because she wanted you out there she probably contributed to mom and dad like getting you there Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that's all the stuff that we don't see that's behind the scenes that like yeah if we're lucky we slow down long enough to figure out I think as an adult I it's more like (laughs) I this is maybe silly but in terms of like the holidays okay that was a judgment I'm don't judge yourself. Not silly. Uh, or could be it silly. Might I don't be. know. Uh, it but, might but be. We'll find um, out. We'll find out. <laughs> so I rationally understand that, like, the people who post, like, beautiful pictures of the their homes at the holidays are, like, 
they're showing one static image of like one moment and their house may or may not actually look like that all the time. But I'll be like, I've always had this dream of being like, of having like a perfectly decorated house while all the while having ADHD and constantly living in chaos, like not able to like live up to my own expectations. So then I see other people with their perfectly like manicured pictures and I'm just like, why can't I do that? So I am, that's one of the things I try to work on is just reminding myself that a picture is just a snapshot and, and, you know, maybe, maybe they are, you know, people are different. Maybe they're so, able to manage that all the time, but, uh, so I did it one year. I did that. I did that. My whole house, we had house guests. It was like everything, a big family dinner, um, like legit everything that the, like the turkey, the, all the things, everything. The next year, I was separated. So I think that tells me that I'm able to hyper-focus on whatever I choose. And um, sometimes, uh, we get to make the choice. Do we hyper-focus on the things that we think are important to others or do we hyper-focus and choose to do the thing that's actually going to make our lives better? Yeah. Re trying to direct that for me is always a challenge and I'm working on it. Jeez Louise, it's always a challenge here too. Okay, well, let's move well, on to the next well, one. Let's a challenge for her as well. Lola has told me that she has a dog H dog. Oh! Uh, she said she doesn't know, and then she ran away. And I was like, okay, that sounds right. <laughs> okay, so the next one is sensory overload. If you are watching this and you have an experience, feel free to add it in the chat. But, uh, so Karis, sensory overload. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> um, I think um, with the combination of the of my of how autism and ADHD manifest in my life, um, they when I have sensory overload, um, that will very often trigger my BPD symptoms. Um, and I have a much, much harder time self-regulating. So, um, with my ADHD though, I am dopamine seeking and I am a sensory seeker as well. So it's such a rough balance. Uh, it's like you get to the, you're like looking and then you're like, ah, no, too much, too much, too much, too much. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally so, get that. Right. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I know what I want to do and I want to do all the things. Um, so last weekend, I was in Washington, D.C. for the uh, North American uh, Union Building Trades 
uh, building a trades union, uh, trades women build nations convention. So mm -hmm. there were about 6,000 trades women in Washington, DC. Uh, we were all were like learning about like, uh, women's mentoring sessions. Um, uh, like how, like what are the, the big bosses of like the unions, all of our trades unions, um, were there listening to us and our concerns. Uh, and it was just really, really cool. And I was on, I was vibrating. Like my whole being was, I was so, um, I was so overstimulated <laughs> by everything, by my thoughts, by the environment, yeah. by the sisterhood and everything that my whole like self was like vibrating. Um, and I love it so much and it feels so good. And then I crash three days later and I can't smile. My face needs a rest. I learned this term um, from a Navajo tradeswoman that I, I became really good friends with. She says that her grandma taught her, or her auntie, I think her auntie taught her to say, um, she said, how come you look sad? She said, I'm not sad. My face is just resting. Sometimes my face needs to rest, just like my arms yeah. need and my legs need to rest. I love that. Right? I told her, I was like, Gina, I'm stealing this. I'm going to use this. This is from Gina and the Layuna uh, Union in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Just a little shout out to Gina. Love you, Gina. Anyway, um, yeah, my face is resting. Yeah, I love so that. I, I know that I'm going to be facing that similar um, issue. Uh, we're, Jeremy and I are going to Florida for Christmas to visit my parents. And so we've got travel stress. We're going to have, like, we're bringing Lola with us. So we've got, like, that too, you know. And I know we're going to be dealing with overstimulation, both of us, while wanting to be involved as much as possible. So it's like pre-planning now. I, I'm in the opportunity to be able to use, like, a cope-ahead strategy from the DPT. Um, to be able to plan how um, best to have the most involvement without overdoing it yeah. and planning in rest times. So you just mentioned planning and rest times. Other than that, like, are what are are there specific things that you have sort of on your plan to mitigate or like find that balance between being involved without overly burning yourself out and being overstimulated? Um, so we have planned in the middle, so we're going to be, uh, my parents have a place in, uh, in Florida and, uh, there's a, like a bunkie kind of attached to it. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's an old, uh, like a toy shed that okay. has been insulated and turned into, um, like, like a, a day house? bed. Yeah. I guess that's like day bed, toilet, shower, Cool. Um, it also has laundry in it like the laundry room is in there wow it's like it's like complete okay <laughs> right? cool you can't make your own food um but uh so we've planned to uh you know just whenever we need to we can just pop back out into the bunkie we can get some quiet whether it's just like solo time or the two of us just want to get away that's that's good we've also planned on um 
having two nights away in the middle of our trip. So we're going to be there for a week and a half. So we've planned uh, right in the middle of the trip, we're going to take two nights away, about 20 minutes away, actually. Um, Jeremy's family has uh, a place, which is hilarious. We found that out after we met, that our families have um, have places in Florida about 20 minutes away from each other. And our families live about 20 minutes away from each other here in Ontario as well. So, um, so yeah, yeah. we're going to we're going to stay there. Um, for a couple nights just to have like a little planned getaway yeah I mean th I'm trying to think of like my experiences with sensory overload I feel like I just get kind of to a point where I'm like I'm just kind of done and I think I think I think for me it's just recognizing when I'm at that sort of like overloaded point and being being okay with leaving I, ha I I struggle with yeah. FOMO so bad and I'll like hang on way mm -hmm. later than makes sense because I'm like what if something amazing happens and I left but yeah. really like the times when I forced myself to stay past that overloaded point I'll be really not that pleasant to be around so it's kind of like and you're not well enjoying just, yourself. You're not, yeah, you're not enjoying yourself either. It's like, no. So you may. So I think for me, it's just recognizing that point where to, enough is enough, and then uh, being willing to go home mm -hmm. and being okay with that. All right. So the next, let's do the next one. What's <laughs> the next one? Spin the wheel. Say, spin the wheel. It was really funny because there was this one woman like leaning against the wall, sitting down against the wall. And I like walked over her. I said, is this where we go to recover from sensory overload? And she goes, huh? And then I repeated myself and she just burst out laughing. And she's like, yes, welcome. And like, I thought, <laughs> then it ended up being like five of us. We sat like sitting in a circle <laughs> with our backpacks, just like breathing quietly, just near That's each other. Great. It was existing. It was wonderful. As a side note, I think it's really funny that this the this like page that I used like when it when it has it says we have a winner right and it like cheers but it says <laughs> setting unattainable goals. I just feel like there's what? something really funny. Woo! Yeah. So if you're watching this, what is a time that you've struggled with setting unattainable goals? I will go first because this is a. This is a sort of like a yearly occurrence. It's the, because I am one of those people that loves to make all of my ho holiday gifts. And I always have these like outrageous ideas for how much stuff I'm going to do for people. And then um, in the past, I've really burnt myself out. In the last like two years, I've gotten better at recognizing, um, you know, it's fine to have like big goals, but I don't need to mm -hmm. kill myself trying to achieve them. Like if I get to a point where I realize this is not happening without spending two days not sleeping. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. then maybe I don't need to do this. But yeah, that's definitely been, I don't know. Have you, have you had that issue with the holidays ever? And um, then I went to like a, so this is going to sound really sarcastic and horrible, but um, I'm, eh. after two divorces and cancer, you kind of learn to set attainable goals uh, because there's only so much your body can handle. <laughs> uh, 
you've already let everyone down. Let me just put it that way. Like, so Mm. like really like anybody that you've ever loved and wanted to not let down, essentially something has about you has disappointed them. So you kind of, you have to reach a point of radical acceptance and just be like, you're going to disappoint people. (laughs) You don't want to, and it still happens. So uh, rather, if I'm going to disappoint people no matter what, then maybe I could disappoint them by not hand-making their gift and saving myself some sanity. Yeah, in my case, I think I usually think people will be disappointed and they don't, because like, if I didn't do what I was thinking, it's not like I tell them about it. It's like, they don't know. Exactly. You know, it's like, they're like, this is great. They're, you know, I I think that's what it, because it's like, I always think people will, will be disappointed and it's like, they don't know they what I know was going to do. Yeah. So they're not disappointed. They're like, okay, this is great. You know? Right. So, they're just like super happy about the thing that did happen. Yeah. So I, that's one of those things where I, I'm, I'm realizing that so much of the expectations that I think other people have are actually just expectations that I put on myself. And therefore, uh, I can so, make them be whatever I want them to be. This is a thing I learned through um, my, uh, my, I guess, discovering my autism journey mm-hmm. is my internalized ableism. I place a lot, I have, I'm going to change that. I'm going to be less judgmental about myself. I have placed many unrealistic expectations on myself that are expectations I thought I ought to place on myself based on what other people think I can do. Not based in what I know I am able to do without adding undue stress to my life. So that is a big thing for me is realizing the amount of internalized ableism that I have been um, handing myself and, and trying to break that, right? Giving myself grace. Yeah, I feel like I struggle with something similar for slightly different reasons. It was like, I I feel like I used to be the black sheep and I was like, I used to have such a like explosive behavior and then it was like, especially after doing DBT, it was like, oh, I have all these skills. I'm just going to be perfect and do everything that people ask of me. And then no one will ever have a problem with me ever. It turns <laughs> out that that is not, not only is that not attainable, but it's just not true. Like, you know, you're, there people will have challenges with you. Like, no, no you know, what? just because people are different. Yeah. Right. And so accepting that like my best is enough even if it doesn't achieve what I was hoping it was would that's that's hard I'm like I keep thinking I'm gonna be this magical robot person that never makes a mistake (laughs) no this is a not how that works wouldn't it be nice Jeremy and I've started seeing thing um like uh 
I, I am so sorry. I was doing my best and my best sucked at that time. I like that. That's, that's awesome. I will try to do better. You know, like, yeah, I was doing my best and it sucked. Like it, it was all I had to grab for. I mean, sometimes we get in into these old like behavior patterns or trauma cycles and stuff. And like when we're overwhelmed, we just grab for whatever tool we have nearest. And sometimes it's not an effective tool at all. <laughs> yeah, that is for show. But it's survival, you know, we've been through something before that seems like survival is easy for that feeling to get, uh, to get brought out, even in like, holiday parties. <laughs> I ran out of coffee. So sad. So now, now, now it's just the juice. Now it's just the juice. Okay. Let's do the next. Let's do the next one. Let's see what the next, the next, the next. We love fortune wheel. Where it is? Where did it go? There you go. Okay. Spin, 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 spin. Oh, bottom is more um mangoey because it presents <gasps> favorite holiday food favorite holiday food okay so it sounds like you have one immediately what's what's your favorite holiday food mm. it doesn't have to be a winter holiday i mean it could be just your favorite holiday food what i think that mean it's the same for me, um, what is it? English trifle. So it's um, a layered Jello dessert. It, it sounds kind of weird, but um, no, it sounds great. Tell me yeah. all about it. <laughs> so okay, so you can make it a bunch of different ways. Um, if you drink alcohol, then typically you would take lady fingers, like the not actual on ladies fingers it's a yeah, dessert like, yeah. some people, i don't know there's like from other cultures where like i know it's gonna be i don't know maybe someone's watching it with their subtitles or something yeah I, it's not actually severed fingers i don't know how it's gonna be translated anyway um but <laughs> yeah, it's like a sponge cake so you can soak it in brandy and then um you put them in at the base of like a, a big clear like a crystal or a glass bowl um, usually like that deep. I mean, the first layer is going to be um, lady fingers and fruit and jello, usually a red jello. And then the second layer is English custard. And then the top layer is um, whipped cream. And um, usually it's like garnished with like colored maraschino cherries and nuts and, uh, you know, things like that. But like, it's, it's just, I don't know. I love the texture. I love that it's like kind of, it's like jello-y and, and my grandma used to say that there's always room for trifle because it just kind of slithers on in down between the cracks in your skin. <laughs> That's great. So I was gonna, I just wanted to look up pictures of what I, I so I, when I was, young so five to not well, four to nine i lived yeah. in germany 
Um, uh-huh. And my favorite holiday thing is a dessert. It's kleine Schmitzbuben. That's basically like, I guess it's like a Linzer cookie. So it's like, oh, cool. they, you can put different, it's two layers of cookie and uh, you have a, like a little shape cut out and then uh, you put jam in between. So it's cool to do like lots of different flavors. Uh, they even have different of colors of jam. Yeah. They'd be like color of shapes and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've done it before where we like sort of code it where you take a different cookie cutter shape and then you put a a type of jam corresponds to the shape. So that way, no matter how well you see colors, like you'll know which cookie is which. (laughs) Right? Like the star is always blueberry or Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here is like what I would picture, um, like in my head as like a like a really delicious looking trifle so apparently you can buy one um for 149 dollars i don't know that seems like a lot on etsy but yeah like so it's got like the like yummy oh maybe it's a is it like a a faux version or something like i don't know like that's that's what a real one would look like yeah it looks great I love it, covered in fruit. Yeah. Okay, let's spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Hey, set or enforcing a boundary with somebody at the holidays. Is it that? What? I don't have a whole lot of practice at that. <laughs> I I feel like a lot of it's just for me it's it's really basic stuff. It's just saying no mm-hmm. to things that I don't feel are in line with what is good for me. Um I'm trying to think of I mean a lot of it these days, a lot of it has to do with food, uh, because I was diagnosed with IBS um, last mm-hmm. year, and so I still haven't figured out what all the foods are that set me off, and I try to stick as much as possible to the foods that don't give me a reaction, and that list is very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it does make things a little bit awkward at holiday get-togethers, because you know, I was always taught to like be polite and eat the things on your plate and like take what the host gives you. And and now that, you know, it's not about being a picky eater, it's like actually a health issue. I'm having to kind of combat that inner desire to be like, oh, but I'm being so impolite by saying no. It's like, I mean, I really don't want to have a bad reaction. So being I don't always succeed, you know, sometimes I say yes when I should say no, but I think that's, for me, the biggest thing lately is setting, but, and, and not, okay, I mean, I'm having a Canadian HD skip all over the place moment, so <laughs> first, the first sentence is, so I try to set those boundaries and say, be willing to say no, um, and the other part is 
not take it personally when people don't remember because the list of things that are all that I can't eat is much longer than the list of things that I can. And right. I realized that like memorizing my list of okay foods is like probably not on most people's priority list, you know, yeah. like, especially yeah. if they aren't people I see on a regular basis. So, you know, just like politely reiterating, like, no, I'm good. So, mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely hard to, to set that to like, like, nope, I'm not gonna eat this. Like, oh, because it's, I was just, it just feels like it's going against that inner thing anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. I ha that's one that for like, for me has been fairly easy to enforce, I guess, maybe because I grew up, um, my parents decided to raise me vegetarian, mm -hmm. um, when they weren't. So there were no other vegetarians in my family. Um, so any time we would go to a family thing, um, I would eat something different. So either my mom would prepare like a vegetarian entree, like meat substitute thing for me, like for Christmas dinner, just say, and you know, I'm not going to have the meat, but mm -hmm. here's something that she'll have instead. Um, and then they started seeing that. And then like my grandparents used to make a meatless thing for me. And then it was just kind of like, it was just kind of was like, yeah, it's like a normal as, thing. Yeah. So for me as an adult now, um, I think I, I am even, um, I advocate for myself more, uh, effectively than I did when I was a child because I, I think I have like a lot of practice. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, it, I mean, it just goes to show that practice really matters, right? Like, yeah. So if this is something that you just difference. started, you know, that's, I guess it's okay. If sometimes you feel that the relationship would be damaged. So you're going to take the hit rather than both of you taking the hit. Like I could understand that kind of reasoning personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. But as they get to know, like, as you get more comfortable with it, with explaining it to people who yeah. are a safe space and you get that practice, you'll be much more comfortable bringing it up in a situation that would have made you uncomfortable this year. Yeah. Yeah, it gets better all the time. I'm just, just more, just like you say, just practice. So... But yeah, I think I that's that I do have practice with boundary settings and I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What a... Ooh! Hey, I know what this one is already. Favorite holiday smells. Oh. Cinnamon cloves. Ah, it's one of my top ones too. I love, I love the smell of 
um when you're making like mulled apple cider and they're like the spices are cooking in the pot like all of those so i think there's like clove and cinnamon and probably a couple of others but that whole collection of smells is just really great also i do like the smell of like a uh like a I like I like the smell of fire. How, I don't how do I say that in a way that doesn't sound do like bananas, but you know it's like the smell of like a, a fire. I like candles. The they, they, you get mm -hmm. the candles with the um, the little like wood chip in it instead of a wick, and it. I've makes... never had one of those. I've never had. I'm gonna have to, I guess I'm gonna have to try it now. <laughs> You're. <fan. laughs> Okay, okay, so okay, so now you gotta tell me what's the difference. Okay, uh, uh, so many things. Okay, it is, it is so okay. La, la. <laughs> Take a deep breath. One thing mindfully. Okay, here mm -hmm. we go. There are there are a number of differences between a candle with a fabric wick and a candle with a wooden wick. First of all is the auditory difference. You actually hear the snack, snap, crackle, pop of a fire. I love that. Okay, tell me more. Secondly, visually the flame looks different it looks like a like a fire like a, mm -hmm. a fire flame all <laughs> but it's like more it has more motion to like it a fire. you know how like a candle flame is just different from a wood fire flame yeah yeah like yeah so it, it's wavier it's more responsive to wind and, and things it's a little bit more of a visual stim Mm -hmm. um and the smell you actually get like the wood burning smell i love it i, I it. love it i am so i'm gonna make a bunch of candles with wooden wicks now i'm like yes i'm excited about this this is great yeah 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 you're gonna love it <sighs> yeah so i would say that the cider the thing that i described i forgot one key element that i thought i said out loud but it wasn't until i like delay processed it and i'm like oh crap i forgot that um uh orange so it oranges lemon, mm. and cloves that like um when you said the mulled cider i'm like yeah except it's missing citrus oh yeah i didn't say that um because the something about the like really like kind of fruity like mandarin like the like mandarin oranges around this time of year and the big cases mm -hmm. you like peel them in one go all the way around does everybody else do that everyone else does that right that's not like do it all in one go i would yeah. if i I, I maybe I just buy like really janky ones but i feel like they often like flake off and i'm just like it's like one of those eggs where you where like when the shell gets really stuck and you like just take it off bit by bit because that's the best you can do i that, maybe maybe it's like where i live those are the that's what we get but like that's how i feel a lot of my my peeling experiences with citrus fruits goes i'm just like rats why is it so hard <laughs> but it is very satisfying <laughs> yeah it is very satisfying when you can peel something all in one go though i will admit that absolutely <laughs> all right let's let's go on to the next one we're getting close to the end
Uh, only a few left. Do, 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 do. Overcame something difficult in a holiday specific setting. Hmm. Overcame something difficult. I feel like I don't, it's not like one specific story, but I feel like I have a lot of moments where I effectively managed a strong emotional reaction where somebody says something and I like interpret some greater meaning from it and I'm able to sit there and have a conversation with myself about, you know, the various possible other interpretations of what that person said and, you know, in the case where it might actually be a challenge. You know, I can address it later. I don't usually call people out in a room full of people just because I feel like that's a very awkward situation for, even if it's not just for the other person, it's awkward for me too. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so, but yeah, I think that's, that's the difficult thing that I have overcome is like mostly checking the facts when somebody says something and I'm like, oh, what is that? What does that mean? <clears throat> Mm. Sometimes it's also just right. I think sometimes it's just acceptance because I think there are some people who, uh, depending on where they are in life, maybe more set in their ways of how they are. And there are some things where it's like not deeply problematic, you know, it's like a, a backhanded compliment where it's like, this feels like it has some sort of deeper meaning, but I already know if I confront this person, it's probably not going to lead to much of a resolution. And so for at least in my case, uh, radically accepting that that's, that that's a thing and it's probably not about me. Mm. You know, of course there are yeah. lines where like, I feel like if somebody was very directly demeaning i would have a different reaction but there's a lot of things where it, it could be interpreted in a lot of different ways and i'm just like all right you do you i don't know why you felt like that was an appropriate thing to say but uh you know like you bring something to a party and someone's like ah i'm not sure that's nearly enough like okay well i tried so uh. <laughs> i don't know what you, i don't know what you want me to say like i'm not gonna go home and cook more so Right. I, I have a number of things that are that are going through my head, and I'm not sure how to share any of them. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to if you're if you feel if they if they feel too jumbled up or what we can just we can leave it a well, mystery. Like, the mystery. It's like of there there are some things that I know I um there are some challenging situations that I overcame that I caused. There are a lot of challenging situations that I overcame that I caused. Yep, I've definitely and had those maybe too. I didn't cause it in the moment, but I caused it beforehand. 
and didn't know that I had and gaslit myself over, I guess. Um, so I'm going back and I, I look at a lot of things now, like with a different lens, uh, especially given like COVID, we had kind of, um, especially how things were here in Ontario, Canada. Um, we weren't able to meet with our families uh, for the holidays. Yeah. So there were a few years where I, I have had um, like very, very little family interaction um, over the holidays. So this is actually, I'm looking now at my first year where that is potentially maybe going to be a thing. And I'm terrified. Yeah, I, that's one thing that I've been saying a lot lately that, like, I feel like the pandemic ruined my mask a bit. Like, the ability to really, like, fully, my entire body act like a neurotypical human being. Because um, I got so used to doing things, like, on calls where I can be fidgeting or sitting cross-legged and... People can't see that, so they can't comment on it or notice it or be distracted by it or whatever. And then now it's like you go to holiday parties and it's like, wait, what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't, I have to keep <laughs> moving. Like, I have... what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. T-Rex arms. Just stand <laughs> Go to whenever you feel awkward, just go to a holiday party and just stand there like this. <laughs> if I remember, I'm totally gonna do that and then take pictures and send it to you. I have to remember T Rex arms. You gotta take random pictures we of your T Rex arms. We do a hashtag hashtag holiday T Rex arms. It's probably too long, but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that. If you're watching this, yes, <laughs> definitely take a picture and tag us and then hashtag holiday, holiday T Rex. <laughs> For the moment, we're like, I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, let's. Let's just move on to the next one. We've got we've only got a couple minutes left, so maybe we'll just do one one more, whatever this is. Oh gosh, <laughs> I know what this is. Accidentally insulted someone. I feel like this has happened to me so much. Um I come from a family of like very practical minded people who are very sort of logic brained. So like when I'd go to my parents with a challenge, like they're always focused on the solution. So it's not like anyone ever said like, uh, like, why are you feeling this way? You know, it's like, oh, you're having a, a negative emotion about a situation. Let's solve the problem. And mm -hmm. so Despite actually feeling a little bit invalidated by that approach, 
that's how I also learned to behave. <laughs> so there are a lot of times where someone was talking about at holiday gatherings, like I, my cousins I haven't seen in a long time, they're talking about life and difficulties. And I'm like, Ooh, let's solve your problems. And I've had a lot of my cousins, I'm sure who could attest to this feeling very insulted. Like, like I thought they couldn't solve their own problems because I was butting in and giving them all of this advice that they definitely hadn't asked for. I and hadn't now, even considered that perspective. And now I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so now if I ever notice myself like going in that direction, I'm, I'll, I'll be like, oh, but you know, that's just some, my two cents, you know, you can take it or leave it. It's worth what it costs, which is zero dollars. So, you know, there you go. Take it, take it and run. <laughs> yeah, but that, I think that's probably the most common holiday problem that I have. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like I uh I don't know of any specific examples that I can talk to you about this one because uh I feel like it probably happens all the time but I'm not aware of it. Yeah, I I I wasn't aware of it until way later. I actually had a conversation with my dad once where he was like I don't know remember what exactly what he said because I was a teenager. This is like, you know, 15 years ago. But it was something yeah. to the effect of like, you know, I think your cousins were just trying to like share their lives with you. They weren't actually asking for you to solve everything. And I think they feel a little bit bulldozed by your approach. And I was uh -huh. like, I thought this was what we do. It's like, it's a different relationship. <laughs> it's like we're your parents like we're gonna help you solve your problems like you don't need to replicate that for everybody well, to else be, to be fair you didn't have what a cousin relationship looked like modeled to you did you yeah no because i didn't grow up next to any of my cousins so i was and, just like did your parents have cousins that they maintained relationships with in front of you no, because we always lived far away from them. So that, you know, that's, so, you know, how totally, could you totally. I, didn't, I was like, oh, this is what fam this is what family members do, right? They just, they just give each other unsolicited advice. That's how you learn. How could you have learned it in any other way? They got to learn because they had cousins around them all the time. You didn't get to learn that any other way. Yeah. You know, like, it's okay that you learned that way because you learned right yep i think yeah, like me like it's it's hard because i'm an only child so i learned how to interact with family members but with like so if someone's family you interact with them this way and and that was cousins aunts uncles grandparents i never had anything closer than that other than parents Mm -hmm. so it's like I didn't even know how like siblings interacted I assumed sig siblings interacted the way I could imagine it which would be the way that I interacted with my cousins and when I realized that they had a connection as siblings that was 
beyond what my connection was with them, it broke my heart. When I realized that, that I wasn't the same, you know, cause like in yeah. my head, they were the closest thing that I could ever imagine like that. But then like, once I, I gained enough perspective to realize that that was not the case the other way around, it was sad. <laughs> like it, it sounds kind of silly to say out loud because it is logical, but when you're going through it, you can only discover it by going through it. Yeah. You can't learn that any other way. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, just, I think all things considered, like, things turned out pretty well. I mean, I still try to maintain relationships with all of those cousins. I think uh, they've, forget, you know, I don't know if forgiven is the right word, but, like, we've all moved beyond the years of being awkward teenagers trying to figure out who we are, and now we're all adults who are able to realize that we've grown and matured and learned lots of different things so I think that's I think that's one thing that gives me hope is always like you know as long as we're all still alive like there's a chance we'll work it out someday you know absolutely um, and I, I think it was really cool I had the um, opportunity to reconnect with um so I have four cousins and that's it uh and two that I grew up with in Canada and two that um, lived in California when I was growing up here. And uh, I had the opportunity to connect to uh, the two that were in California during like our childhood. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just really cool. Like it, we had, um, it was sad because it was for a funeral, um, but uh, it was just, it was really nice to be able to kind of see who we all became mm -hmm. and, and what we're all turning out to be. And that, uh, you know, this group of weirdo kids, like we, we ended up to be like a half decent group of weirdo adults. Um, and <laughs> I, um, I guess maybe that's just my whole thing with the holidays is like why I, I do kind of, with the border of overstimulation um because I do benefit so much my like my spirit benefits so much from the interactions and from the nostalgia and from the love that's shared between um the people we decide to spend important days with you know like yeah regardless of what the time is, whether it's a holiday or a significant date or just whatever, like if we, the benefit that I get from interacting with the people who find me special enough to spend some of that time with, um, like that's huge. I love that. Yeah. Well, with that, we gotta, we gotta end. Thank you everyone so much for watching. We hope you got a nugget of fun and maybe a little wisdom to take with you on your journey. We have another live coming up on Wednesday. It will be on Instagram. If you don't happen to follow us on Instagram, that's okay. We will be uploading recordings of all of our lives, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram to our YouTube page. So you'll be able to catch up after the fact. Um, but we're having a lot of fun with our lives. We'll be back again with our regular episodes on January 3rd. And 
until whenever we see you next. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>